Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Good morning, crypto. Good morning, Warriors. Hello and welcome back to another episode of your favorite crypto news channel, Good Morning Crypto, where we bring you the most relevant and impactful crypto-related news from the top research team in the world. I'm your host, Abs, today, and we're going to be touching on a ton of relevant topics. We're going to start off with what happened with Russia and the Ukraine. Then we're going to deep dive into the Ripple case, and we're going to touch upon NFTs and play-to-earn projects as well. So now that we got our super-duper-duper intelligent and respectful Jackie on the podcast. I'm going to let everyone introduce themselves. So we'll start with Jackie. Hi, guys. I'm Jackie. Um, that's a new one. I usually get the <laughs> joyful Jackie. I love the super duper, super duper duper. How many dupers did you have in there? <laughs> Enough for me to improvise. That's how many I put in. <laughs> <laughs> no, I awesome. appreciate it. I'm glad to have you on today. Hey, NFT Tones, how you doing, man? I'm good, and I, it's awesome to be here. Thanks for having me here. Yeah. I, I'm excited to show you what I have in store for you we're guys. We're super excited. So why don't you tell people really quickly what we're going to be touching on today from an NFT and play-to-earn standpoint? So we're going to be looking at four different types of games. So first up is like those simple base clicker games with basically no graphics, so Alien Worlds. Then we're nice. moving on to a simple, click, simple clicker game with some graphics, which would be Pegoxy. Then we're moving on to skill-based games, which would be like Axie Infinity and a new game called Cyball. And it's more strategy involved. And then you have these motion games or move-to-earn games, kind of like Pokemon Go. So we'll be going through a lot today. Very cool. It's awesome. We're going to take people through a progression of the simplest way you can earn money playing games all the way through to the most complicated ways so that anybody who wants to deep dive on this stuff has the opportunity. Now we're going to go over to the one and the only Johnny Crypto himself. Good morning and welcome back, Johnny Crypto. We missed you yesterday. Oh, good morning, everybody. How are you today? Uh, my name is Johnny Crypto with a K, and I hope you're all having a good day. Yeah, I missed you guys too, but the show was fantastic. I love it. It was so great uh, to hear the content and everybody having a great time. And uh, it was really hilarious. Jackie thought uh, NFT Tones was 17 years old. So that was pretty funny. <laughs> uh, so today they can kind of actually get to uh, talk about ages, I guess. But uh, that was a great show. And I'm happy to be here and got some really good stuff uh, today. Can't wait to jump into it. The baby awesome. face. <laughs> baby face. <laughs> That's you a blessing. I'm glad I look young. Yeah, for sure. I'm going to change the name baby face tones. <laughs> I don't know about that. Well, you got the Nickelodeon shirt on, so I can see why she thinks you're 17. No, I'm just teasing. <laughs> I love you, bro. All right, let's get right into this. So the first article we're going to be discussing today is China refuses to call Russia attack on Ukraine an invasion and deflects blame to the United States. It says the United States has been fueling the flame, fanning up the flame, and how they went and how do they want to put out the fire. It's very interesting that China is going to be backing Russia on this take. The divide that's taken place here, you don't have to dive that deep to see it. And China's foreign minister has even made some really impactful statements talking about the violence that's taken place in the Ukraine so far. So we're going to scroll down and look at some of these quotes here. Um, and it says the U.S. and Europe had attempted to prevent an attack with a series of sanctions against Russian individuals, financial institutions and sovereign debt. China thinks that NATO's expansion and other threats from the United States and NATO had ultimately caused Russia to respond in this way. I'm not sure if you guys want to comment here, but I found this very interesting because if China and Russia are able to team up and figure out some sort of coercion, that's the only situation where I get nervous about the United States having to defend ourselves and, and seeing some type of global conflict. Um, Johnny Crypto, do you want to start with you? What have you learned about what's taking place in Russia right now? And what do you think is the most important thing for our viewers to understand? Yeah, so I think, I think this is an interesting conflict here because you've got a situation where – uh, one 
one, you've got you've got NATO, right? So you got all these countries that are in NATO and they're trying to say, hey, you know, here's a line where you can't cross. But then you've got this other area of all these unfortunate countries that aren't part of NATO. And the reality is they're they're actually uh, vulnerable right now, right? Because they have no poor Ukraine, they have no protection. They're not in NATO. So the U.S., there's no way NATO is going to engage at all. There's no way they're ever going to make the first move to do anything to slow down or stop Russia, right? And the fact now that China is jumping in and saying, hey, U.S., you're at fault. I mean, that's just mind-boggling, right? So now they're blaming. So now they're justifying it and saying, so you know where China stands now. They're not going to do anything to slow Russia down. And that's the only country Russia's worried about. If you look at because of where they are geographically the only one that logically makes sense to be concerned about would be china yeah. and the reality is china's like hey we're your buddies <laughs> so do whatever you want to do so what does that really mean basically it means russia has an open ticket to go anywhere it wants to as long as it doesn't mess with any nato country it could go over and take over any one of those small countries that surround it it's very frightening to be honest with you it's very it's very it's very sad to see what's happening today yeah. And one of the most impactful quotes that we came across was a quote from a Chinese spokesperson where they said, I think strategically China is moving closer to Russia and the China U.S. relations are deteriorating. But it's a crucial moment for these three countries to readjust their relationship with one another. Now, when I read that quote, the number one thing that sticks out to me is that America is the most vulnerable. And I don't think we've been in a position like this where we have to actually fear people, you know, backing and fighting against democracies. And so... I haven't been or experienced anything like this before where we are at the precipice of a, of a potential global war situation, but it seems that the only way that we could, we could have that take place would be if China and Russia decided to go against the United States. Yeah. And what's really sad here and scary is, you know, basically we enabled this, the U S enabled this. Once we allowed you know China to come into the world trade organization and we shifted all our manufacturing, I mean, a country has to be a, a producer and when you give up your production capabilities like we did back in the 90s early late 90s we've now empowered china you know to be where they are and now they have the control so the interesting thing is obviously to some degree we are still one of their biggest markets of where they sell to and if the u.s said hey we're going to start pulling everything out and bringing everything back home of course we can't compete with china cost wise we, we would probably move to other countries um but the reality is yeah it's going to be very interesting to see how this whole thing plays out because the only strings we have left to pull is economic strings to, to threaten China. Like, Hey, we're going to stop buying all your goods. We're going to pull all our manufacturing and that's going to hurt them. But they've been so established now that the rest of the world can still support them. So it's uh it's, it's, it's our own fault. At the end of the day, we're in this position because of our, ourselves. And, you know, you could almost have forecasted and seen this coming. So now the question is, how do you get out of this mess? It's not going to be, it's going to be ugly. I hope not, but I think there's some key details I want to fill people in on. So I think that a lot of people are wondering, why did this start in the first place? I mean, whether it's the demands from Russia or the conflicts that began when they had to give over their resources, the original divide happened in 1991 when the Ukraine separated from the Soviet Union. And Putin was alive and in politics at that point, and he's held that, he's held that emotion and held, he wants the Ukraine back. So Russia's making some very unrealistic demands from the United States. They said they want NATO to stop expanding. They would like them to withdraw all troops from Eastern Europe, and they'd like for America to vow not to protect their allies using nuclear weapons. I find this to be fascinating. They're basically making requests for the United States to stand down or go to war, and we're being put in a really tough position, and that's why I don't like the take that China had because Russia is facilitating this argument. Russia is the one going out of their way to cause conflicts, whereas the Americans are just being forced to protect an ally. I'm not sure if anybody has any comments there. I do. Um, something really interesting to kind of keep in mind of, I know when all these news articles come out and there's big, um, big things going on on a world stage, you know, that's a lot of people go into fear and panic and they don't really think rationally. Um, so I just kind of want to say a warning out there. You know, usually when things are put into media or the media pumps things um, regarding division and it's this this country's pointing at this country and things like that, that is what they want is is to cause division um, so that they can come in with a solve. Um, and so that's something that you guys really, really, 
you know, that any, any viewer really needs to pay attention to is what, you know, kind of what they're, what they're formulating and things like that. I mean, um, and my, my regards to, you know, the Ukraine and, you know, it, it is a big issue and things that we need, we really do need to, um, you know, thoughts and prayers out to those people that are suffering because of this, but people that are, you know, that are in, in a safe place and able to um, just look at the news and consider it for themselves and what this means for them. That's, you know, that's something that, that they need to be cautious of thinking, thinking rationally and, you know, kind of what, what's the agenda here? Yeah. And, and what and are they I, sorry. I do. Yeah. And as far as, as far as actually we'll get into that later. Go Jackie, ahead. Though, Jackie, though, you're hundred percent spot on at the end of the day. And we're not going to know to the end of this conflict, what the true global agenda is. What are they really trying to accomplish here? Mm -hmm. What's really sad about it is whatever it is, it's the people of the, the people who are paying the biggest price and sacrifice are the people of Ukraine. And, you know, all we can do right now at this point is definitely send our love and vibration. Everybody, if you can send some good, positive energy, love and vibration, high, high vibration to the people of Ukraine, because God, they need it. They need us. They need, they need it really bad. Those poor people are trying to get out of the country. As you can see, they're, packing anything they could in the cars and getting out of there. And it's just, it's so scary for them and watching, you know, the, the newsreels and seeing bombs exploding in their country. These people, they don't, they don't deserve it. And they're, I hate to say it, but they're being used as a, a pawn or a tool just to be able to uh, forward some, um, uh, some, some hidden agenda that we don't even know about. Right. So it is really so scary to see, to see, but although you do hear a lot about cyber attacks, right. We've been hearing the World Economic Forum has been warning about cyber attacks. Uh, Ukraine said they were hit by a cyber attack with Russia. Russia has been known to be a cyber attack country. So don't be surprised at the end of the day if we start to see, you know, a war escalating and we start hitting Russia with a bunch of sanctions. And all of a sudden, you know, we start to hear, oh, OK, so if we're going to hit them with sanctions, they're going to hit us back. How are they going to do it? Well, they're not going to go to war with us because they don't want that either. Uh, at least I should say physical war, but hitting us with a cyber attack, they could deny that and don't be surprised if they do that. And Klaus has been very clear to say, hey, our systems are not ready for a financial cyber attack, our banking system. So keep an eye on that. Don't be surprised. You're a future teller, Johnny. <laughs> you heard it here first. We'll see. I could be completely wrong, but we're going to find out. I have an opinion on the cyber attacks too. I think a lot of people are worried that the cyber attacks are going to be counterintuitive to what is happening in cryptocurrency, the adoption of it. And I think it could have the opposite effects. I think they could roll in a cyber attack to actually move people into a blockchain, into a safer, more sustainable, decentralized system. So I'd love for, to hear your guys' comments. Go ahead, Jackie. Go, go ahead, Jackie. Any kind, go ahead. Do, no, go ahead, because I, I missed kind of what he said. <laughs> oh, yeah, so, you know, we, we all know, and Coach has been telling us for a while, that we're ushering and we're moving into the quantum financial system. There's no doubt it's coming. The writing is all over the wall. For people who have their eyes open, it's easily, easily you can see this is coming. The question is to usher in change. Human nature and behavior is always to resist change, right? You all know that we're all humans. It's hard to change. Nobody wants to change. So what, what, what people have figured out is, well, if I want to change something, I have to create some pain. I have to create a reaction, right? Or I, so I have to create a problem, and that generates a reaction, and then I bring a solution. And so to move people from a system, that the monetary system that we've been using for maybe the past 2,000 years, or maybe not that long, maybe 500 years since we've been using fiat, we got to now move that to another system. How do you do that? Well, there's multiple ways to do it. One way is, for example, let's say you created this situation and you've got this wars and countries are attacking each other and there's cyber attacks and the banking systems go down. Uh-oh, money doesn't work no more. What are we going to do? And then we come up with a new system, whatever that is that they want to usher in. And we believe blockchain is maybe the, the backbone of that. So, again, for everybody's here, you know, tying this whole thing back to crypto is, um, you know, for those who are in early in investing in real world utility use coins like coach always talks about here at the academy right find things that have a real world solve the world is about solving problems so if they solve a problem and you invest in that early you have a chance to own the rails be part of that early infrastructure you really really can get can do really well i just hate the fact that it has to be 
at the sacrifice of, of innocent people like the folks we have in Ukraine. So again, sending them prayers and uh, high vibrations and love. Yes. Jackie, did you have any comments on the possibility of a cyber attack and what you think that could mean for the banking system or global markets as a whole? Yeah, I okay. I knew it was re relative to that because I, I was reading an article that had just to do with that and I was looking it up as you had asked that question. So I definitely agree with Johnny on that one. Um, and the article that I was reading, you know, had was was in exact regards to, you know, kind of cryptocurrency becoming the solve because with um, with martial law being put in um, in the Ukraine, you know, they're not able to access their money right now or anything right like that. Um, and so this is an actual quote that I was looking up from um, it's Michael, Michael Chobanian. Chob Okay. Um, he's the founder of Kuna, and Kuna is the USDT um, stablecoin in in the Ukraine. He says, "We don't trust the government. We don't trust the banking system. We don't trust the local currency. The majority of people have nothing else to choose apart from crypto." So that is interesting. Um, and yeah, just everything that you're seeing going on right now that is, you know, that is kind of what they're turning to. What what kind of seems to be the solve and how this is all going to be playing out. So definitely keep your eyes on those, those types of articles, those types of things that are coming out. Um, yes. we'll see how it all comes together. And we talked a lot about this earlier in the week, the power of peer to peer transactions without a banking intermediary between that's where the real power lies within this, within this new banking system, within this new financial system is that we don't need somebody to facilitate transactions anymore. Me and Johnny at any point, if we decide it doesn't matter if we're banned from every country, we can decide at any point to transfer value between one another, and they can't stop that. And we saw that happen in Canada, and Canada actually went back and added a bunch of those bank accounts that they had halted into the banking systems. They're now able to withdraw. So we're identifying mistakes. We're learning together. And this market is so, so early that we're all just kind of guessing, including the governments and including the regulators. So I just want to transition. Let's go crypto really quickly to the crypto fear and greed index and kind of show people where we're at for the day. So right now we're showing a 27. It's it's fear, and it seems like that's where we've been recently, right? We've just been hanging out in this fear range. We had Bitcoin dip to about $34,500 yesterday, and there was a lot of fear in the market. And what happened? We got a massive rebound. We got a huge green candle, and it almost came out of nowhere. So with having, um, with having our experts here, I'd love to hear your opinions on how are you feeling today as opposed to yesterday, or what's going on when you look at the market? We'll start with Jackie. All right. Um, you know, this just goes to prove that uh, that that picture, that graph that you had showed yesterday, was it by blockchain backer? Yep. Um, it was exactly. I mean, that was spot on. We had seen that massive dip and then an immediate recovery. And that's exactly what we're seeing um, today. You know, everything, the big news came out. We had a huge um, downward correction. And then what do you know, following day, you know, next day we have a nice big recovery. Um, so a lot of people, you know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm, I'm cautious still in this area. The big, the big area that most people are even watching, you know, is that 47 to 50 K range psychologically. That's a big area for Bitcoin even, um, and you know, technical, technically from a technical stance as well. So, you know, I think most people are just, just being cautious in this area, um, Seasoned people within within crypto definitely are are kind of just still watching. Yeah. And just to give people some context, this is where the graph was yesterday. And we bottomed out here about $34,500. And then you can see over the next few hours, we went all the way back up to about 39000 So it's it, it can be overwhelming sometimes how quickly this market moves. And that goes in both directions. So uh, yeah. Johnny or NFT Tones, do you guys have any comments on just overall market sentiment before we move into the specifics of NFTs? Before I jump into that, first of all, I just want to throw a shout out to our brother, Waters Above Crypto, who's out there. Uh, it's, when, whenever I see his name, you just feel the ball of energy and love that surrounds him. And God knows the people of uh, Ukraine need that, too. So love you, brother. Uh, just yes. sending you some love and vibration to Waters Above. Um, in terms of um, um, the, the sentiment. So first of all, yeah, you put up the fear and greed index. And I, I'll be honest with you. When I see the fear and extreme fear in the past, before I joined the academy, when I saw that, that's exactly what I had. That's exactly what I did. Fear typically equals to sell, right? And you get scared and you sell. Now that I've been in the academy and I've got my mind right and been trained properly, 
when I see the fear, like you're seeing there on the chart, I don't know if we still have that, but if we could pull that up, when you see the fear, yeah. I so on the left side, I replace that with the word buy. And then on the on the right side where you see green, I replace that with the word sell. And that's the simple little thing that if you could just train your brain to do that, you're like, holy crap, we're in the buy time. Now I'm not saying you go and you buy all you shoot all your 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 uh, <laughs> yeah, don't go all in, right? Don't, don't back the truck up yet. If you see the fear of one, maybe. But but start, this is in the yellow or the red zone. This is where you want to start dollar cost averaging into any positions, right? And as you showed yesterday, Abs, with the chart, you can see that Bitcoin came down, what, 34, 35. And people started, what happened? Started buying. Because, again, we talked about this earlier. How does it work? This whole entire thing, the whole Casino, I like to call it, whether it's Wall Street casino or crypto casino. It's all based on human mentality. And the elites have studied the human brain. They know how it works and they know exactly what they need to do to get a reaction, right? And yeah. the, in the Wall Street, in the in the markets are all there to take your money. It's all to shake you out. So how do they do that? They do it through news. And they control the news. So it's very simple. So when you're hearing a lot of bad news and you're seeing things come down. Well, sooner or later, you're going to run out of, out of bad news and there's nothing. There we go to drive stuff down further. And typically you see you see the big drops and that's where people the big boys are buying. And then what happens right after that? Boom. They send it off running. Right. Because there's no more bad news to come out to drive it any further down to shake any more people out. And so now you want to you form that base and then you let it run until it gets so high. And then you put out a bunch of good news to get everybody in, get that FOMO going and they know they're getting out. So, so yeah, so the fear greed index is a great tool to retrain your brain and get yourself thinking that when you see extreme fear, start buying. When you see extreme greed, start selling, get out. And this is what we do here at the Academy. This is why we have an exit strategy. And it's so, so important, guys, to protect yourself. Know that as this thing's going up, you need to be exiting out. And the way to do that in a controlled, disciplined way is set a plan. Why is it so important? Because it trains the brain. And now when those targets start to get hit, you're like, oh, I got to take action. If you don't put a plan in place of writing, I guarantee you, you will not take action. So come check out the Academy. You can join our Discord for free. You can talk to the um, to our community. And then if you really want to level up, you actually join the Academy. You get access to Coach's portfolio, access to our, our spreadsheet, and all the other tools, our mindset program, our courses, you know, over 100 courses there. So, so come check that out and hopefully uh, get your mind right and, um, and put yourself in a position to, uh, to win when this all starts to take off. Yes. And for anyone looking at the screen right now, these are the charts that Jackie was referring to we had pulled up yesterday. And as I look at this, a lot of people will ask, well, what, what happened with the Afghan war? Why, why did the market basically never recover? Well, we had just come out of the dot-com bubble. And I got this information from our CFO, Jeremy, so I just want to give him credit there. We were coming into a, we were coming out of a internet bubble. Then we had a massive catalyst event that caused this collapse. And so that momentum just continued. So as you can see, once, once we had that massive dip, there was a recovery period even during a recession, even during a collapsing bubble. So just to give some context as to why that looks the way it does. And as for all the other charts, you can see if you had bought the dip and held, and you had held for the long term, you're going to be up on your investment. And that's the most important thing. Everyone's investing to add value, to make money. And I don't want to lose sight of that. So if there's any closing comments here, but we'll hop on to the next thing. All good? Sweet. So I have another chart I wanted to show you guys. And Johnny Crypto brought this to my attention yesterday. Johnny, I'd love to hear you deep dive on this on your uh, Twitter chart and kind of what we can expect for how long these pullbacks last when they happen. Yeah, if we can pull it up, that'd be great. Yep. Um, basically, yeah. So this is, and I don't want to take too much time because I know we have a guest today. We want to get to NFT yes. tones, so we'll, uh, we'll we'll make it quick. But basically, this is just a good scale to give you an idea of when something happens. How long does it take for the bot for the market to bottom out? And what's really interesting here is what you'll notice is it can be anywhere from one day all the way up to you know 140 days, and that was when we had the. Obviously, an attack on U.S. soil is going to ultimately lead to a, a big drop. And you'll see there that, you know, we had, uh, you know, 143 days when Pearl Harbor was attacked. But interesting that whenever our presidents were killed, it was only one day. Which is kind of, you see Kennedy assassination, Link, uh, Reagan shooting, one day of only of a drop. 
which is really mind-boggling. But it kind of tells you at the end of the day, you know, kind of what to expect. And what we saw, if you looked at the stock market charts and the Dow, you could see that we were already trending down. And then when this happened, it really gapped down, hit it. And then now we started the reverse today and we're actually up, which is kind of sad because those poor people over Ukraine are paying the price for that. But, um, you know, so I think this may be one of those very short-lived because all the bad news is out. Unless, and God bless, God pray that this does not happen, but unless some kind of news of World War Three comes breaking out, I think you're, the, the worst of the news is out now, right? And so, you know, they always talk about buy the rumor, sell the news. Well, that's when the, it's on the positive side. When the news is negative, you do just the opposite. You want to actually buy the news when it's bad news and sell, you know, when, when as, as that news starts to turn to good news. So, yeah, it looks like anywhere between now and 20 days, we're, we're going to, it looks like we might have already bottomed out. But on average, it's about 20 days. Can I make a comment? Um, I think it's very interesting and especially the fact that we have waters above crypto watching um, in the chat. Uh, the very bottom average that, that's highlighted, you can see that it says the bottom is 22 days. We know that that is a significant number. And then the recovery is 47 days. So those both of those numbers are pretty significant. And I know he mentions both of those numbers um, quite often in his channel. So do want to point that out. Oh that, that's really God. interesting. That is really interesting. Jackie, when you said that I got goosebumps going down my arms, holy crap. That's right. Waters was here. He, I know that the, we got 22s, we got 47s. Oh yeah. my God. Those numbers just said chills down your back. Right. That's yeah. crazy. Holy and to get even a little bit more detail, what does he always say? What is 22? The number of destruction. Master, so, I think it's yeah, rebuilding, yeah, rebirth, destruction and rebirth. Yep. And so and let's give Oh, sorry. I was just going to say, let's get into one more topic before we deep dive into our NFTs. I just wanted to touch on the Ripple XRP case and kind of have a fun discussion about what's going on right now. I know we have a lot of loyal XRP holders out there and I'm one of them. So although we won't be able to, to outperform the top digital tokens like Bitcoin and Ethereum in the short term, it has the potential to do so in the long haul as quoted in this article. XRP has faced its second largest accumulation phase recently. Addresses holding 10 million XRP grabbed 900 million coins. I mean, that is an unbelievable number. There's only 44 billion circulating in the market, so the whales are the whales are accumulating. What is your opinion, guys? Maybe just on what will happen after the lawsuit, or if if they're going to be utilized for their actual utility. We just want to have a quick XRP discussion, a fun discussion for our viewers. We can go to Johnny or Jackie first. Whoever's comfortable. Ladies first. Oh, now you now you choose to be chivalrous. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm happy to go if you don't have a judge. That's all good. No, um, I just I this fits right along, um, you know, with with what's going on. Uh, XRP is you know in direct relation with with the Swift system, everything like that. So the fact that everyone's scooping this up right now, I think just last week Coinbase, what was that? Coinbase had put in an order for forty million. Yes. 40 million. Yeah. So all this stuff that you're seeing um, XRP being bought up, you know, that's in putting that into connection with what's going on right now. You know, it kind of formulates the perfect plan to be able to bring this to pass, you know. So I don't think it's any coincidence, coincidence at all that we're seeing um, XRP being bought up in such grand numbers right now. Yep. Totally agree. Think mm -hmm. about it. At the end of the day, if you wanted, if you were somebody who knew it was coming and you wanted to get in a position, position yourself for the future. One of the things you'd want to be doing is buying XRP at a very low price. Well, what better way to do that and put on a lawsuit, hold the price down artificially, right? As the system is being built, accumulate it now at a very low rate. Like you just said, abs, we know the rich list showed that there were tons of whales buying this thing, you know, right after the announcement was made. So they packed their bags at 20 cents, right? And we've never seen that price again. There's a reason why. Because all the people who packed their bags at 20, they ain't selling. They ain't letting it go because they know they're sitting on a gem. What's impressive is while we've been sitting here and XR, or Ripple has been under, under attack by the SEC for the exact same thing that every other freaking crypto coin does. So that's a bunch of bull crap right there. But it's impressive that if you're looking and paying attention, look what Ripple's doing. Every day, they're going around and they're, they're making more business, more connections, 
They're tied in with everybody on the World Economic Forum. They're tied into central banks. I mean, they're working their magic behind the scenes. You know, as Coach always says, well, everybody's looking here <laughs> at the lawsuit. They're really working everything, all their magic back here. So uh, that is really, 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 um, it's just a great, it, for me, it's a great accumulation opportunity here. And I don't know how much longer it's going to last because the minute the lawsuit comes to an end, and by the way, you're going to know when it does because what's going to happen is you're not going to hear it. You're just going to start to see the price going like this with yep. no news, right? Because the elites and the people on the inside who know they're going to start buying. And as they start buying, you're going to start to see that price going up. And, and you know, I see here Warder's talking about 15, right? And this is the year of the Tiger, 15. Ripple XRP is a 15. So I wish Warders was here to expand more on it. But the reality is, you know, we've got everything indicating that you know with these with the big numbers here that this could be a really really big year for for xrp and ripple you know what this kind of reminds me of too it's like in january when the lawsuit actually took place and we we had this massive sorry this late december early january we had this massive dip where we went from about 68 cents all the way down to 17 cents and you go onto the xrp whales where you can watch who's accumulating and who was buying that dip and who was selling that dip the big boys are buying and the little guys are selling because the big boys know exactly what's coming in the long term, and they don't worry about the next three months, six months, 12 months. They understand that this technology and the adoption of it is inevitable. And this is exactly why being a part of the academy changes your life. I ain't going to lie. I would have been one of those guys selling had I not been part of the academy and wasn't surrounded by a, commu by a community that helped open the eyes and look and realize, like, holy crap, while – the big why all the little people are selling the big guys are buying actually coach brought that up and he started showing charts on that and i was like holy crap it opened my eyes i was like wow because i was gonna sell too but nope he started talking about holding on like a tick on a dog and he started showing you know evidence and proof that the big boys were buying while little guys were dumping i'm like act like the billionaires do what they're doing buy the fear sell the greed warren buffett says it all the time but the academy when you're doing it by yourself you're uncertain when you're yep. surrounded by a community like we have here at the 3T Academy, you don't feel alone anymore. You feel like, hey, I can bounce this idea off of somebody. What do you think? What are you doing? And you all start talking. And you start realizing, like, wow, the power of a community. It's priceless. So, again, if you haven't checked out the Academy, come join our Discord. It's free. Come check it out. I think you'll be super excited. Totally. And I think that the number one advantage to our community is that we're top, we're JV down. We reciprocate exactly what his mindset is, and we approach the market from a mindset standpoint. We're not chasing price action. We aren't phased out of the market because of a dip, or we don't get super excited when it takes off. It all starts with Coach JV's building the foundation of what we anticipate and learning what we hold. The most important thing is to know what you own. You don't, you're not in it for the price appreciation. The price appreciation is the result of that technology actually working. But with that, I want to segue into another amazing segment where we hand the mic over to NFT Tones. And I'm sorry for the wait, man, but we had a ton of great topics today and I'm super excited for what you're about to share. So the no first worries. article I just want to segue you into, what are play-to-earn games? Kind of give people a breakdown on how does this stuff really work? Is it sustainable? And maybe how much money they can make? Okay, so to start off, everybody knows what video games are, right? So yep. video games are what you do for pleasure entertainment, right? I remember growing up, I was always yelled at for playing video games. You spend too much time on the game. Go go do something more productive. Go make money. Well, now they have these video games with this that you can actually play and earn money. And it sounds crazy, but like these games are coming out. So imagine 10 years ago when Call of Duty Zombies came out and you were killing zombies. Well, you didn't make money, but now they have a game coming out called undead blocks where you can actually go around killing zombies and earn some kind of currency and then that currency will actually be translated to real money so you can actually get paid for your fun and entertainment so you're probably saying tones why does this matter why do why do we care about this and i think this is important because this gives power back to us to the players what do i mean by this i mean it allows us, let's say we finish playing uh, Apex Legends or Call of Duty Warzone or Fortnite, and we have all those rare skins from the beginning seasons. Yep. Well, imagine how much money they would be worth if we can actually sell them. So this is what I mean by giving power to the players. 
players will actually be able to you sell and use their assets to their own accord. So and just to break that down real quick, because I, I just want to take it real slow. If people are playing these games right now, like Fortnite and Call of Duty and things like that, not only are they not earning any money, but the progress they make isn't locked in. So when they shift to another game, all that all that progression and all that gameplay that they put in, they get no value from that. And you're saying the biggest difference with play to earn is that they're able to roll that value into a new ecosystem or even just exchange it for a monetary value like a currency, right? Exactly. Cool. Nice. And so I wanted to pull up this article really quick and just show this one quote just so people understand. Simply put, play-to-earn games are video games where the player can receive rewards in real-world value. And so I just take it from a logical standpoint where if I'm a little kid and I'm, let's just say I'm a 15-year-old and I love to play NBA 2K or NFL or one of those games, and there's a version of that where I can get paid, and there's a version of that where I don't. There's a version of that where I can roll my progress into a new ecosystem, and there's a version of that where when I stop playing the game, it's over, I got no value from it. So I just wanted to give people a little insight of kind of what the advantages are. Yeah, personally, I feel like that in the next three to five years, a lot of these game companies are going to realize and see the potential here. Like if you look at Ubisoft, they've been in this space for already a couple of years now, and they are a huge front runner. They are invested in a lot of projects and like you don't hear a lot of stuff like that. Um, so it's definitely very interesting to see that more and more game companies are getting involved and to see where the space is going. Because I really think by giving power to the players and letting people decide how the games vote or how the games come along, because a lot of these games form DAOs, which are autonomous organizations that allow people to basically vote on what comes to the game. And so this allows the community and the game to grow and develop. And it helps both because with that, it allows the coin to grow. So maybe you're making more rewards and you're possibly selling NFTs or doing whatnot to make a little bit of passive income and doing different things. So the first game that I want to talk about is that simple clicker uh, called Alien Worlds. But I want to share my screen first. Cool. So the reason we're bringing you guys Alien Worlds is because we feel that this is the easiest way you can get started with play to earn without having to learn too much. Super simple ecosystem. You get in there, you click a few buttons, and as long as you're consistent, you can make some good money. So I'd love, I'm really excited to show you. So first thing first is you should, when you first come here, you're going to click play and earn, but you're going to notice you don't have a wallet account. So what you're going to want to do is go on over to wallet and literally sign up so i'm already signed in and you can see my account right here this is my address and so you're going to say wow this is a really weird address tones what, what is this so this is basically when you send money this is your address on the wax network so all you all if you're trying to send me money all you would have to do is type in jjub.wham and you would be sending me wax or whatever currency there is so once you have your Wax account, you come on over to Alien Worlds, you click play and earn, and it's a very simple and easy thing to do. Basically, you get your tools, you put them in your um, inventory. Right now, I have about three Epic tools, so I'm earning a little more than what the average user would do. But what you do is you click mine, click claim mine, approve the transaction, and that's it. You're basically done. Antonio, so, what I love about that is that I think when people think about play to earn gaming, they think they have to learn like the, like a new game, like Call of Duty or something like this. But the reality is that these games are so simple right now. They just want users to be consistent in their ecosystem. So it's it's just the click of a button and showing up and continuing to click that button and continuing to accumulate passive income and, and establish these tokens. So what I tell everyone is that a lot of these games, if you remember like when we were first getting internet games and stuff like that. We were getting like, um, like those online games, like Congregate games and stuff like that. They're kind of like basic games. Well, this is kind of where we are, kind of with the crypt, with the blockchain. We're on those basic games, and then we're trying to move forward. So the next game I'm going to show you guys. Hey, Ando, before we move forward, yeah. people are wondering. Um... How long do they have to play the games to earn money? Can you give folks an understanding, like within this particular game, right before we move on to the next one, 
Uh, if you did this all day, and it looks like all you're doing is just literally clicking a button, so almost anybody can do that. Uh, what can people expect to earn in, the, okay. in a one-day time period? So depending on what kind of tools you have, it, you can earn more. If you have better tools, right, then you could potentially earn even more. And if you own land in this game, the land pays you out passively. So depending on what tools and what land you own, you could be earning anywhere from about $20 to $40 a day, and that's in about wax. So it also depends in how, how much you mine, where you're mining, because every land has a different boost to the mining rate, the luck, if you're going to get an NFT. So there's a lot of different things to keep in mind, and I recommend that you guys go do a further deeper dive and read the white paper. So Antonio, if I was going to get started today, how, how much money would I need to get involved right now if I'm going to go and buy a useful tool? And then how much do you think the cheapest way for me to get involved? How much is that going to produce for me? Am I going to make about that $40, $20 a day, or is it going to decrease? It's going to definitely decrease. If you spend about 10, 5 to $10 in this game, you'll probably make about $1 to $2 to $3 every couple hours, I'll say. So you're probably looking at 10 to $20 a day with the basic tools. If you have the land, it goes up more because the land is paying you passively, but that land right now is worth $5,000. So and so as we move into, because I know you're about to bring up Pegoxy, but as we move into that, what do you think about renting out resources? Is that a good idea for people who are getting involved in these things? I'm glad you asked. So Pegoxy actually has a renting system. And what's great about that is if we go on over to Pegoxy, and we do play now. What's great about Pegoxy having a rental system is people can actually pay the rent fee and get the rent for one day. So they don't have to worry about um, giving some of the profit share to other users. So as NFT you can see, before you go too deep into what is Pegoxy for our viewers, can you tell them what this is? So yeah, Pegoxy basically is a horse racing simulator game. So you're probably saying, what the hell is a horse racing simulator game? Well, it's basically virtually you click what horse your horse you buy a horse, you tell it you want it to race in a race, and then you hope your horse comes in first, second, or third. If you come in first, you get 105 coins. If you come in second, you get 44 coins. And if you come in third, you get 26 coins. So you're probably saying, Tones, well, what's the point of this? Well, at one point, that coin was actually worth 23 cents. So you're actually winning $23 every single race, which yes. is kind of insane if you think about it, because every horse has 25 races. So I have, I've been, oh, sorry. No, no, go ahead, Abs. Oh, I was going to say the first game that we mentioned, I see some comments. The first game we went over is Alien Worlds, and this is Pegoxy. And so this is a horse racing simulator game. I've been playing this a lot the past few weeks. I do, my horses get about 25 races a day, and that'll take me 90 minutes to run. And during that time, I think it's 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 fair to say you'll make about twenty dollars, um, depending on how good your horse is. My horse is actually it's pretty good. It has about a thirty eight percent win rate, so that's really high for this ecosystem. But I just wanted to give some perspective on how much you can make. I would say about twenty dollars a day. So the one thing I was saying right was the renting. So what I love about this game is it allows you to rent for profit share. So. You can even give your horse out for 10% and you still get 90%. So right here, it says 10% for you. The other person, the owner is actually getting 90%. So it's actually insane to think about because like the more that these assets come out like this, it gives the people who don't have the money, like kids, the ability to actually play and earn in these games because they can rent or join a guild and try to participate in these types of games. Very Speaking cool. Speaking of games, can we see a race? What's it look like? Let's show everybody. Hey, why is this not working? There we go. <laughs> I was just going to say there was some sense. Hey, I was hoping there. the cops not password. <laughs> Jackie had the screen, the print screen ready to go. Yeah, I know, I was ready to click it. No. <laughs> <laughs> and just to give some context, we're about to go in. After this Pegoxy race, we're about to take you guys through a couple more projects that have all types of different utility. We have a, a more difficult, more in-depth project called Cyball coming up. We have a step-in project where you get paid to, to basically exercise. 
And we have a third project built out on the XRP ledger that I know Jackie's going to deep dive into. So stay tuned. So these are my eight horses. As you can tell, I haven't done much racing today because some of these are at 25, but other ones are drained. So Primo One, he is my favorite. He is my best horse. So I am just going to let this race run. All I have to do is click find match. And now when MetaMask comes back up, I got to just approve the sign and I'm in a race. So just like that, it's easy as pie. Very cool. Except unless that happens, then you got to find another match. And Yes. What were you going to say, Abs? No, I was just going to say I want to make sure we have enough time to show people Cyball as well because I think that game was really cool when you were showing me those clips last night. Yeah. Yeah. This should be pretty quick. Here we go. Awesome. Yeah, these races take about anywhere from about 30 seconds to a minute. And each race is about 3,500 meters to 4,000 meters. One thing to keep in mind is you saw my horse stats, right? See all these stats? They're all affected. They all play in part in this game due to all these stats right here. So depending on what stats your horse has, and the better the stats and the uh, higher these numbers are, depending on what the stats are, the more, the more likelihood of you winning. So and right now, where they go? Fourth, this is Primo right here. He's got the arrow above his head. Go, Primo. Come on, Primo. You can't end this in fifth. You got to get <laughs> at least a winning place. So Win is it only the top three players who get paid, Antonio, or does yes, everybody who participates Only the play? top three players get paid. And and do players have to, to pay to race, or is it free to race in the beginning? So as of right now, it's free to race, and – Nice. So personally, I think that they should either implement some kind of paid racing or something because like right now they have a lot of this out in the market and they're implementing three to four big changes to reduce about 70 to 90 percent of this in the market to get the token back up to where it should be because they don't like how the token dropped so much because uh, they made a mistake with the Valentine's Day event, and it caused it had some drastic, uh, drastic yep. uh, catches. Dip in price. Yeah, I'd love to, I'd love to talk about that a little bit. So, how are companies? And I think Jackie knows a lot about this. How how are companies or new projects able to create value for their token? Like, if I were to come out with a token, an ABS token, and I'm like, okay, I want people to buy this thing and not sell it. How can I get users to keep their ABS token? <laughs> so you want to offer people incentives. So for here, the incentive is they're trying to build a bigger ecosystem. So if you own one of these horses, right, then you get involved in all their games that are coming out. They eventually nice. plan on having 30 games, right? And they all plan on using the BIS uh, token. So that's growing the ecosystem right there. And all these coins or all these games will have different burning mechanisms to burn the coin to allow it to go up in value so that there's never too much or an oversupply. Like there Very was. Cool. Abs, what I would do is if you want them to hold the abs token, just tell them that the more tokens they hold, the better chance they have to get abs like you. <laughs> yeah, that, so. it wouldn't be a, it wouldn't be a good morning episode if johnny wasn't talking about my abs so we had to get that in there at some point <laughs> I'm, just I'm just kidding but i'd like to i'd like to switch over to cyball before we hop into stepping in then our final project okay so this one is definitely one of the hardest games i've seen it's definitely like closer to a real like game and it's strategy based it's basically soccer and as of right now, I can't so show some gameplay. I can That's load okay. up the game. But um, basically, it's turn-based soccer, and it's 3v3. So you have these little characters like this, and they all have different traits. And so every game they play, they can level up. And the better their traits will be, you can actually assign points to each trait. So the more the better the rarity right obviously the higher the skills and traits so the more if you have a legendary you'll probably start at level 70 stats right and bronze is only start at level 20 to 30 stats so like you'll destroy most of the average people so it's it's going to give a lot more people an advantage so what's interesting about so can you break down though, for our users really quick antonio can you break down really quick like 
what they would need to get involved to first start playing this game? And then what type of rates can they expect to earn if they do start playing this? So what's interesting about this game is it's impossible to tell you what the earning rate is because the token isn't even released yet. So you're probably saying tones. The game is out, but there's no token. So the token is coming out in about three weeks. And what they're doing, or my bad, 14 days when the token, when you can actually take out your or withdraw your in-game earnings. Because right now when you're playing, you're actually earning the sideball token battery. And you use those batteries to breed and do other things in the game. So what you want to do is try to accumulate as much as you can right now so that in the for, uh, when breeding comes in three weeks, you can mentor for the cheapest possible price. Because okay. right now when breeding comes, it'll be only 500 watts or 500 battery tokens and 100 BUSD. After the um, one-week period of mentor, uh, it goes to 500 plus 100 BUSD. So I just want to emphasize that, Antonio. The reason you're bringing this to people is because this is a super unique opportunity because it's brand new. Is that what you're saying? Yes, this is super unique because it's brand new. The token isn't even out yet and it's mm. very it's very similar to what pegoxy did pegoxy nice. did a very similar thing with their vis token they never released it as an ido or ico so i think that this game has real potential because it's trying to improve on where pegoxy went wrong is and it free to play it is not free to play well so it it can be considered free to play and not free to play so you can get side loans and those loans will let you play. But you got to remember, it's kind of following the Pegoxy tradition. Those owners get 90% or 85%. Uh, the owners decide how much you get. So you got to decide, do you want to buy characters? So if you end up going, if we click app over here, click switch network, we can actually see the price of these characters. And if we go to lowest price, we can see that the lowest uh, price for Cyball bronze character is 300. Okay, so Ooh. it costs money to get into this. And, yes, and it Pegoxy. It, so it costs money or you could rent, like Pegoxy. So just like in Pegoxy, you don't have to buy a horse. You could just rent. Same thing here, necessarily. You could just rent. You don't have to buy. And in Pegoxy, how much does a horse cost? I know people are interested so in that. So right now in Pegoxy, if we go look, Oh, we don't have to just the ballpark. I would say about seven hundred dollars. Yep. Okay, there we 435, go. Four hundred thirty-five, actually. As long as thirty-five. Yep. Okay. Okay, there you Very go, cool. guys. Okay. And then yes, yeah. I would love to transition into our next project now. So we have a super super cool project built out on the XRP ledger that I'd love to touch on. Uh, I'm going to turn it over to Jackie because she's the expert and she knows all the fundamentals of this thing. Awesome. Um, that is why, just really quick, that is why um, NFT Tones is is the wealthiest 18, 19-year-old. 24-year-old. <laughs> yeah, he, he owns more real estate than, I don't know, most 20-year-olds that I know. So I'm a little jealous of that. Um so the project that, that I'm really bullish on, uh, that Abs mentioned, is on XRPL. Um, and it is an NFT project as well. A lot of um, NFT projects on XRPL, most people don't really pay attention to. I think the most mainstream right now are, you know, ones on Ethereum or Solana or Cardano. Um, but the re that is part of the reason why I am really bullish on that project um, is because not a lot of people are paying attention to um, the XRP ledger at this time. Um, but this project is called Board Apes XRP Club. Um, and right now it they're waiting for, um, you know, processes to go through um, for it to be able to be mintable. So they are waiting for XLS 20D to kind of get more technical on it. Um, but so it is, it is in a tokenized fashion you can um trade it to accumulate it which is actually a good thing in my opinion hey, Jackie, um, are you sharing a, a screen or an image i am not oh, okay. uh part of the reason because being that i don't want to screw anything up <laughs> 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 um let me see 
Let's see if I can try. Okay. Um, let's see. Share screen. While we're waiting, I'd love to give Antonio a time to plug some of his channels. Where can yeah. people find some of your content, maybe on YouTube or other social media platforms? So what you want to do is come to YouTube and type in capital NFT and lowercase tones. Because if you don't do it that way, you will not find NFT tones. Awesome. And is all your content play to earn specific or is it NFT content? What can they find? So basically, I like to keep my content all play to earn and NFT content. So you'll basically come to my channel and see everything play to earn and NFTs. Very cool. Very cool. And and I know we also have, guys, if you can smash the like button so people can see this video, we also have the links or link trees to everybody's uh, social media or ways to reach them for anybody on the show. So, yo, um, I won't lie, those look sick. Oh, so you can <laughs> see it? Yeah. Yep. Okay, awesome. So, this um, being on the XRPL, guys, uh, you do have to trade your XRP to be able to get one of these tokens, and it is in um, token form. I did say that. Um, so it is the Bay token, B-A-Y, that you will be buying um, through the Sologenic decks. Again, I would suggest kind of looking into it before you before you get into it. But I am um, I am very excited about this project. Um, mostly, you know, because our team is pretty, uh, pretty big advocates for XRP. A lot of people in the Academy are as well. Um, and this project actually pays you out in, in XRP. So if you own one Bay token, you get residual income in, in their community token, which is banana. And that banana then translates into XRP and you can get that weekly. So that is one of the reasons why I am, um, I am ex extremely excited about the project. Um, I'll stop sharing, but also, you know, we, we touched on that fact guys that the, you know, in integrating community tokens, making sure that it, making sure that the ecosystem continues to stay up, that the token price continues to stay up. And that is, that is another big thing that they are doing um, constantly. They're holding Twitter spaces and reaching out to the community holders of this token, seeing what they want integrated into the ecosystem and how that they can keep, um, you know, the ecosystem going and running and value in, in their tokens and in their NFTs. And, you know, I haven't really seen, I've, I've been in NFTs for a little bit now, and I haven't really seen um, the collaborations that they've, like they've been doing. And I really think that that's going to help them in the long term, um, the fact that they are reaching out to their holders specifically and, you know, integrating exactly what they're asking for. So, yeah, really you give a ton of good info, Jackie. I have a quick question. What can people expect to earn in passive income from Banana and XRP? So if you own one Bay token, again, Bay is the NFT. If you own one Bay token, you get seven banana per week. The payout is on Friday. Got it. Um, so, and banana is going for equivalent of like 1.25 XRP right now. Okay. Mm -hmm. So Jackie, if you buy a Bay right now, that's like buying the actual NFT. And then eventually, is that going to get replaced with an NFT? So you'll actually get you know, a blockchain, a blockchain backer looking, uh, NFT. <laughs> right. Right. Exactly. So if you own one Bay, when that XLS 20 D is passed, um, and they're voting on that soon, um, it should be coming about around the corner. Um, then you, then you are able to mint your token for one NFT. Um, and that's, that is the cool thing. There's a lot of, uh, NFTs that they have created, um, that are big advocates of XRP, um, big, you know, big influencers that we see, uh, BitBoy was on there, um, blockchain backers on there. So it's kind of cool, fun. So Jackie, can we buy it? Where do we buy it? Can we buy it on like uh, traditional exchanges like a Kraken or Coinbase or crypto.com or where do we get this? You have to get it through Sologenic, um, or... I want to say XRP tools, maybe I get it through okay. Sologenic. So you will need a ZUM, ZUM wallet, um, XUMM wallet, and then use Sologenic Dex. Awesome. And Jackie, what I love so much about this, it checks, it checks off so many boxes. We know the team's great. It's a super early project. The XRP ledger's not even built out yet. It's a passive income play for people who are looking to get money that way. It's also an NFT that should experience some great price appreciation if it, if it gets utilized correctly. And the fact, I know that we, me and you have deep dove separately and a lot of the stuff that they're doing behind the scenes, it's, 
it's very unique for an NFT project and how committed they are as a group. So that's why we felt like we should bring it to our viewers because there's just so much great stuff going on here. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And so I'd love to give opportunity for everyone to say goodbye to our viewers. Maybe plug your social medias, Jackie. I'm just kidding. But NFT Tones, one more time. Can you please let people know where they can find your content? And thanks for joining us today. No problem. Anytime. It was awesome being here. And like I said, you can find me on social media, capital NFT, and then lowercase tones. Awesome. And Johnny Crypto, where can people find more of your content? Uh, so basically right now, mainly on Twitter and the link below, yeah, Johnny Crypto 00, uh, and also have a YouTube channel, but I haven't got too much going out of there right now, but, uh, mainly you can find me here at the Academy as well. Uh, always here helping folks answer questions and, um, trying to provide guidance and that kind of stuff here at the community within at Mighty Networks and on the network, uh, or sorry, on Discord as well. Awesome. And if you'd like to learn more about mindset and how to navigate this market, the best place to do that is at the 3T Warrior Academy. The best place to find Jackie is in the 3T Warrior Academy. I would let her plug your social medias, but she doesn't have very many. So if you're looking to find more of her content, more of my content, deeper dives into what we're actually doing in this market and how Coach JV has showed us how to navigate within this market, please join the 3T Warrior Academy. We're a mindset company first. We're built on family and we're a community above all else. So with that being said, I'd love to close it out the same way that we always do. Wishing everyone an amazing day. And it's like we always say, Warriors, rah, rah. get your shit together, baby. Thanks for joining us today. Let's go.